Hello, I am Matthew. Oh my god, my name is Douglas. Hi, I'm Malavika. And you're listening to Go, Go International! On this show, we'll be interviewing our international friends. Find out more about their home countries and perceptions of Singapore. Since you can't travel physically, why not travel through their experiences? On Radio, Radio Pulse, Pulse, the sound of NUS! Hey, hi everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Go International. Um, today, we've got a very special guest. He's from Taiwan, he'll be coming uh, afterwards. But in the meantime, while waiting for him, what is one thing you guys have learned from our previous speaker? So, our previous speaker was Shashank, who was a guest from India. Uh, I mean, primarily from India. He uh, lived in the U.S. as well. But I think for me, the biggest but the biggest takeaway from that episode was the prevalence of the caste system in India. And I think as um, for you guys, that was a very new concept to be introduced to as well. So I think that was a very interesting part for me. What about you, Matthew? Uh, for me, I think it's interesting to see how food really relates to home for him. I think he did mention like, how the food in Singapore actually can't replicate what it has at home. And I think that goes the same for all of us. You know, we are Singaporeans. When we go overseas, we will still miss that plate of chicken rice, that plate of laksa. And it's nice to see that it translates well into his culture and something that he really misses about home. Douglas, how about you? Yeah, no, I think definitely for me, it's, it's the caste system as well. Because like I, I remember that because we were on the topic of racism and he was talking about racism in America, obviously as, as a brown person um, in, in a, like a white dominated area, um, racism is going to be uh, definitely something that, that we would all expect, right? But when he also began talking about racism in India, like he used the word racism specifically, I was quite shocked because as an outsider, you think that, or at least the perception is that, that, that you know, it's quite homogenous compared to, it's comparatively homogenous um, than, more homogenous than America, right? But it was just interesting why he used the word like racism as if there were very, very, you know, separate groups of people, which as he explained was actually the case, right? He talked about how um, there was a lot of regional diversity in India, um, linguistic diversity, as well as, you know, inter-class diversity in terms of like the caste system where, you know, um, different groups of people can be very prejudicial or judgmental towards each other just because of the caste system that they belong to, right? So I think that was something that I found quite surprising. And the other thing also is, I guess, the generational difference. Like, it's, it's, there's a very, very big gap. So, um, especially because he is someone who has been exposed to a lot of Western ideas. So, for example, he talked about how um, his parents um, were very traditional and to the extent where they still expected him, you know, to be an arranged marriage whereby they would tell him who they want him to marry. Like, to, to me, that's just such a, a strange idea, such a foreign and traditional yeah. idea. Mm -hmm. but, but, like, but obviously, you know, as someone who is maybe perhaps more exposed to Western ideas, he firmly rejects that kind of, of thinking. And he, I mean, understandably, wants to decide who he wants to marry instead of letting his mom want to decide for him, right? <laughs> yeah. But he, he also talked a lot about food, though. Like, what was like, some interesting things that, that you've learned from him about food? I think one very cool fact was 
how the roti paratha in Singapore is not actual roti paratha or like paratha that you get in India. Because I think a lot of Singaporeans would associate paratha with like an Indian concept or an Indian like background. So um, so what we see as an Indian delicacy is not really that. And so I thought that was quite um, quite an amusing moment. Yeah, what about you guys? Okay, for me, I think it's very interesting that he actually likes mala. Like, I think something that really mind mind boggles me is how, you know, an, an Indian could love something so like Sichuan Chinese style. And yeah, and and it's really like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call it a Singaporean dish for sure, but it's definitely like something that, you know, it's not only spicy, but it's, you know, it's a taste bud that I don't think a lot of people acquire. And for him, he actually loves it. And yeah, and you know that that to me is very interesting like for him as an international student trying you know something that is nowhere near close to his home or like the food wise instead yeah how about you douglas i know i thought it was, it was just quite funny that he said that his favorite place in singapore is actually supper stretch because oh. I, I thought that supper stretch like i mean okay the food is is great you know but i wouldn't have thought of it as like authentic Indian food, like is Malavika. You're also Indian, right? Do you think that Safar yeah. agree with him that Safar Church is, is quite authentic? Well, I wouldn't say so, but he's actually lived in India for longer than me, so maybe he has a better like perception <laughs> of proper Indian food. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it's also quite strange how he doesn't like durians, but the other two white guys that we had previously loved durians. <laughs> well, yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. Come to think of it. <laughs> so, should we introduce our guest for this week? Of course, absolutely. Matthew, would you like to do it? Okay, so um, he's a guest that our producer has found. So, he's actually named Anthony. He's a year two studying business administration. And he is a Taiwanese, actually. And it's interesting that because we let's let's give a like a teaser a bit. He actually loves Singaporean food and he actually loves basketball. So yeah, I think some I think it's a new take because we don't have a okay, I don't want to be controversial here, Chinese slash Taiwanese guest. So um <laughs> so it, it will be interesting to see his perspective. <laughs> yeah, so what you guys are looking forward towards, Douglas? What, what are you looking forward to asking him? So I mean Taiwan is actually a place that is 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 um I don't know what to call it. Like, like, a, I'm just gonna call it a place. That <laughs> it's a place that is um, that is very similar to Singapore. That it's actually uh, frequently compared to Singapore. I mean, for context, like um, in in political science and economics, we our, the the most frequent um, con- country that we use to compare to Singapore is either Taiwan or, or Hong Kong because they we've had we just had so many similarities, right? We are we are a developmental econ- we were developmental economies. We were one of the four Asian tigers, we are a majority Chinese, we have similar Confucian values, or at least for the older generation, we had similar Confucian values. Um, we used to be quite authoritarian, and so um, I'm thinking, at least the perception is that there wouldn't be a very big difference. But I guess with our guests today, with more like intimate, in-depth like discussion, maybe perhaps we can figure out some of those differences and similarities. How about you, uh, Malavika? What, what are you excited about? I think for me, I I think I would I think I'll take this opportunity to learn more about their culture because I 
I, I'm not very well versed with you know what 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 in what's you know included in their music and food and festivals and so I think uh, I would like to ask him that and then learn a bit more about you know Taiwanese culture. So what about you, Matthew? Um, I think for me, it's more of an understanding what he grew up with because I'm a person who really loves Chinese media. I love Chinese music. I love Chinese movies. So for him, for for you know, I think more specifically Taiwan because of the Taiwanese dramas, Taiwanese movies that we that more or less most Chinese people have watched, like Our Times and um More Than Blue. Yeah, I think I really want to see. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yes, that too. <laughs> and like the music there is such a happening thing. And I really want to see like, you know, hopefully can learn more about his, uh, about how he views it. You know, I think it's very interesting that he's learning from, we are getting information from the, from the, from the place itself where, you know, I'm so excited to learn more about like the music and the pop culture there. Yeah. Wait, actually, be- before we move on, have you all been to Taiwan? No, I haven't. Douglas, yeah, have you? Yeah. It was ah. amazing. It was so amazing. It was, it's 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 like Singapore, but with countryside. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say that it's it's similar vibes to Singapore actually, but just not hot, and with the countryside basically. Mm, Taiwan is huge. Taiwan is huge. So mm-hmm. and, and okay, okay. One one major difference that I remember right was that the street vendors and the hawkers were actually polite. <laughs> like no joke, no joke. Like, cause like, you know when you go to when you go to Singapore hawker center, they're like, "Hey boy, ah, hey, what you want?" And I took a like, or something. Then they be like, "Ah, oh, everything very, seems very rushed." They're very rushed, right? The, the vibes are very. And some of them can be a bit cut also. But I remember that in Taiwan, like all the old people were super gentle and kind, and and it was very like liberal and peaceful there. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so maybe we can take a short break and then. We'll have Anthony back for our next segment. In the meantime, don't go anywhere because we'll be right there. See you. See you. Hey, hi everyone. Welcome back from the break. Uh, with us here today is Anthony from Taiwan. Anthony, how about you tell us a bit about yourself? Um, so, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. I'm Anthony, I'm from Taiwan, and right now I'm in, I'm a year two uh, business student in NUS. Okay, cool. So, um, what was Taiwan like? like? Why did you decide to come to Singapore? Okay, so, uh, for me, that I, I know I want to study abroad uh, in in uh, I think second year in high school, so uh, I just filtered through many like different countries and uh, because like I think um, like American or Europe, you know, countries are too expensive for me, and <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I think uh, Singapore is like also English speaking countries and. Uh, have similar culture and also the I practically speaking that because like the future like job aspect or just opportunities I think is like uh better for me. So that's why I choose to come can can uh come to Singapore. Yeah. Okay, 
yeah. Nice. So like, yeah, as you said, like you came to Singapore. So like, what, like, you know, we obviously Taiwan and Singapore to be very, very similar. So do you see, and like, how similar is it to you? Or, and what are the differences that you see, like between Singapore and Taiwan? Um, I think it's really, really similar. So for me, it's like very easy to adapt. Like I, I don't feel any, like, uh, any difficulty to uh to actually get to know everything in Singapore. Um for me that uh one difference oh my god uh, let me think sorry uh I'm not I let's just talk in university I think because like uh people I think both country that students study really hard the pressure from for students are uh, both quite high, but um, I think after the entrance exam, like for I think in Singapore is available, like uh, people tend to like get to relax a bit in like first first one or two year in university. But I I feel like Singapore everybody just like just keeps starting really hard. <laughs> so I feel like every the pressure in uh, for Singaporean students are even higher yeah okay so you mentioned that you you know come after coming here you realize that singapore and taiwan are actually very similar so was this your perception of singapore before moving here as well or was it like in uh a realization you had when you moved here um i think i i have the this kind of uh expectation expectation before I'm moving here. Uh, uh, because like I actually have like one or two seniors from, from the same high school that are uh, also in the US. So like they also share some information or just sharing uh, what they see, what they uh experienced in Singapore like before I came here. So uh they actually give me a very good not, not very good but just very practical a perception of what is going to happen if I uh, come to the US. So yeah, they were very, very uh, grateful for having them. So did you did you have any culture shocks when you came here when you first moved, or absolutely none? Like it was very similar to your home country. Um, I think for me, it's just like talking and see everything in English is very hard. Like at first to switch because like as a like local Taiwanese I from like the first 17 years of my life I just speaking Chinese like probably like 99% of my life so uh right now sometimes when I talk to people or uh writing an essay class I still find myself that I need to like uh I, I cannot find the word that I will try try to say so, uh, but Rana is like much better, but uh, definitely a cultural shock. Yeah, I think it belongs to cultural shock when I first came to Singapore. Oh, I see. Okay, no worries there, Anthony, because I think most of us can also say the same about Chinese. I think most of us struggle with Chinese. But, but um, your, your English is actually pretty good for some, in fact, very, very good for someone who you know, just recently moved to Singapore. Only. Oh, thank I mean, you. You know, Singaporeans, like, 
and we are Chinese people and we spend our whole lives learning Chinese as well. But our Chinese level of Chinese standard is still quite bad, you know. <laughs> so, do do you learn is is English like a compulsory subject in Taiwan? Oh yes, yes. Uh but uh I feel like like of course it's a subject in like from elementary school to uh, high school, which is equivalent to JC and Poly in Singapore. But uh I think most of the part we like for our student, we just study it as a subject instead of a language. So actually I feel like the English that I know, like how I com- can communicate with others, mostly I learn it from YouTube, like thanks to the internet. <laughs> because like I just force myself to watch a lot of not force. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning I forced myself to uh watch like uh more more videos from the foreign YouTubers that speak English. Like because like there are, you know there are many channels that actually translate the foreign YouTubers videos for me. So I forced myself just to go to the original uh channel to like just uh listen to what they say and try not to rely on the subtitles or translation. But uh so after a few months, I find myself that I started to pick up more and more. And uh, yeah, I really need to thanks to YouTube uh, for giving me like, the kind of immersive environment to for me to practice my English listening. And as I, as I listen to more and more, and then uh, speaking becomes easier. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So like speaking of, 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 of videos, right? Uh, Matthew... Um, who is the other guy here, uh, is actually a self-professed uh, lover of Chai- Taiwanese media and Taiwanese like, uh, TV oh, series. So why don't you nice. tell us uh, some of your favorite uh, movies or TV series and then maybe we'll see whether Matthew recognizes any of them. Uh, I think one very classic and uh, very, I think also very popular here is the, but it's a quite old one, the You Are the Apple by, by Nasir Nim. Oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I watched that show. Come on, it's everyone. Yeah. Everyone knows it. And also, and also the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our times, right? The Xiao Xing Yun one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Douglas but was saying like the song is even more popular than the movie, the movie itself, right? <laughs> and then Douglas was also saying the Kurt Zai Ni Xing Di the Ming Zi that one. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more recent one. Yeah, so, oh, wow, so exciting. <laughs> so, so who, who are some celebrities you look up to? Because I, like, I understand the Chinese, like, the Taiwanese, like, pop culture there is very, very big. So, like, who do you look up to? Or, yeah. Uh, well, actually, like, since I switched to, like, English for my, my most of my entertainment, I actually, um, Oh, That's no, a you, tough question to answer. Oh no, you forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh because I feel like like uh for example musician that uh I actually I listen to more indie musician. Mm. So it's like my might not be as popular as like those mainstream, for example, like JJ Ling mm. or uh uh Jotian J J Cho. Like yeah, so uh, these are of course the the musicians like they they put out some good good songs, but uh, right now I, I think I spend more time on 
uh, listening to more indie uh, music. So uh, it's probably like never heard by well, other uh, foreigners or Singaporeans. Yeah. Okay. Then I also heard right from my friends right that you single handedly carry cap to the basketball in oh. the IH, uh, uh, inter college games trophy. So like um <laughs> so I heard that you played basketball in Taiwan as well. So like do you have any like do you do you can can you say like NBA was one of your inspirations as well or was that a generalization? Oh <laughs> uh, oh definitely because like actually like until junior high school mm-hmm. like uh is like equivalent to secondary school before mm-hmm. I graduated from it, I like NBA is still one of my dream like many other uh, basketball players, but after that, I slowly realized that uh, the level between me and the NBA is too good. So I just switched to like focus more on academic. It's a it's a pain process, you know, like especially for a secondary school student. But yeah, I really it's I I've been playing for over ten years, and it's definitely one of my uh, biggest hobby for life. I can say that I do pretty well in that area, but uh, right now I definitely not uh, train as hard as before because, like before that, I actually train like competitively. Right now, I'm doing varsity as well, but unfortunately, COVID. Like before, I think like before that, I I need to wait for my vaccination fully vaccinated before I can train. Mm-hmm. After I, two weeks after my second dose, that. Uh, the province in Singapore get worse again. So uh, we actually cancel uh, the physical training right now. We need to move online. So it's very unfortunate. <laughs> okay, so now that we're in the area of interest, on this show, we're very big on learning about the foods of the different countries that people come from. So do you want to maybe tell us, you know, what what's like the popular, what's the popular dishes from the Taiwanese cuisine? And what would you recommend to someone like me who hasn't actually tried anything from that cuisine? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I actually... Like start to look it up like how 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 to say those dishes in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh anyway, I I think the first and probably my favorite dish like Taiwanese cuisine is the braised pork rice. Mm. I'm not sure if you heard of, uh, but it is such a simple dish. But um, uh, and every every uh different places in Taiwan has its own unique flavor, and for me, my favorite flavor will be my I. The one that made by my grandparents, uh, grandmother, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that is definitely one of uh, the well, the first cuisine, the first dish that I would recommend. And also, uh, I think uh, you should also try the stinky tofu, just by curiosity. <laughs> like uh, a very, I think for many people that cannot stand the the smell, but I actually feel like it. Yeah, it depends on the restaurant. Like some of them are have a very distinct and very strong smell, but uh, some of them is like easier to accept. But uh, I think it's also a very interesting dish to try. And uh, that's just another one. Oh, we also have oyster omelette. So I think you already maybe you already tried that before in Singapore. And Bubble tea, you also try. Hi. I actually feel so proud when 
but I know that poverty is so huge in different country, uh, and it's like originally from, uh, from Taiwan. Uh, another one, uh, let's say, I think beef noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, beef, I I feel like it's not that common in Singapore, but uh, like we actually even have a competition for different restaurants for the beef noodles and if, if you get the first prize and then you will just hand the banner in, in front of the restaurant it's quite, quite oh, interesting that's yeah. so in Singapore have you found any restaurant that like replicates authentic Taiwanese food or have you had that taste of you know your your home country's food in Singapore uh, I actually haven't found one I, I know there's a there's a Chinese restaurant called uh, eat three boss. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of, but uh, I I tried it once, but it just I uh, feel different. Yeah, it just <laughs> feel different. <laughs> but uh, uh, I need to appreciate that that uh they try to replicate it, but uh, I think it's still like a small difference. I'm not sure if it's like uh mentally affected by <laughs> uh, mentally affected by uh, the. <laughs> Uh, that uh, I'm in Singapore, the fact that I'm in Singapore, but uh, uh, I would still recommend you guys to like actually uh, go to Taiwan and try those uh, famous dishes. I see. Okay, thanks so much for that, Anthony. Um, we've come to the end of the first section, but stick around, we still have one more section for more questions from Anthony. So see you in a bit. Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to Go International. Um, with us here is Anthony. So, um, Anthony, uh, continuing from our previous session with you, right? Why don't you tell us a bit about which part of Taiwan you're from, and whether you know, like the, the there is perhaps like a difference in accent between the Chinese that is spoken in Singapore versus the Chinese that's spoken in the part of Taiwan that you're from. Oh, okay. So I'm from Taipei, which is the capital and also the northern part of. The Taiwan. So uh, that's actually like, like even more similar to the Singapore because it is just uh, a very big city, a country jungle. So uh, I actually find myself like, as I said before, like adapt to the culture here very fast. Uh, but actually, like, because I think Taiwan, uh, in, in Taipei, that even though it's a, a very busy city, that we still have access to. Like the nature in the very uh, using maybe MRT or just driving for 30 minutes, then we can just go on a hike very easily. And I know there's also such places in Singapore, but uh I just feel like uh so so I really like the, the idea that that even though I'm lived in the city, but I have the access of nature because I I really love the kind of peace that I would find when just hiking or just uh surrounded by. Uh, the trees and the nature itself. So, uh, and uh, what I'm saying. Oh, so that, about the accent. So, uh, actually, like, because like when people know uh, I'm Taiwanese, they also, and I, I heard that some people say that Taiwanese accent is actually like uh, better or it's just like <laughs> good. It is like uh, very good listening. Uh, I uh, so they 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 were like requiring me to say some uh, 
Chinese, the Chinese Mandarin. But actually, I find myself that when I talk to people in English, that it is quite hard for me that to switch immediately for, to different languages. And also, like, like I also find myself that um, I was picking up some English that I'm using, like, me, la, xia. Yeah, I feel like it's quite an interesting thing that like living in different country. Yeah. Well, when you first came to Singapore, did you find the Singaporean way of speaking Chinese peculiar? Oh, no, 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 no. But I, I just know they are different accents because like, uh, like, for example, people in China, people in Singapore, I know there's definitely different accent. But uh, I think for me, the harder part is that at first there, I like when they're speaking English, this English actually like, uh, I make call me off guard, you know. <laughs> I, sometimes I cannot understand like when talking to people, but right now I, I feel like I can understand most of the time. But uh, like from time to time, I still need to ask, like, sorry, what are you speaking? Why, why are you? Yeah, I need to need them to repeat one more time. But yeah, it's got a lot better right now. Uh, okay. Sorry, and I also know because uh, I've been to Taiwan before, and I know that a lot of people in Taiwan actually speak like Hokkien as the dialect, right? If, if I'm not mistaken, like so, are you able to speak Hokkien, and are you able to talk to the old people in Singapore? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, uh, I think we we call it as Taiwanese, but it's like very very similar to uh, the Hokkien because like it's definitely is. Uh, as you said, it's like basically the same group and it's very similar. So, uh, but unfortunately, I, I cannot, yeah, yeah, my Taiwanese capability is like even even lower than, let's say, Japanese or something. So, <laughs> I feel a bit uh, sorry about this, but uh, yeah, because I, in the, in, for example, in Taipei, because most of the Thai people just speak Mandarin, uh, communicate in Mandarin, like, uh, but uh and when I visited my grandparents who can like most who mostly speak Taiwanese that I actually like find it hard to like communicate with them, but uh, I can only pick up a few words and um use like like terrible Taiwanese to response to them. So uh yes, like sometimes I can understand what the uh maybe the the people in Hong Center uh, while they're talking, I can catch a few words, but other than that, design, I probably like speak as like just just like you guys maybe or, or maybe you guys are very good at like maybe maybe one of you are very good at okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, so like as you said, like you said, like you like Taiwan for the peace, the scenery. So, so does Singapore have that? <laughs> have you like hiked in Singapore or? Or have you found any place in Singapore that you really find like it's very calming or some somewhere that you really like in Singapore? Yeah. Uh, I would... Like, Bukitima is like, it's still like natural. <laughs> yes, it's nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really like the... I don't have a... Right now, I don't have a specific uh, place that I can... I say that this is my favorite place in Singapore, but I really like the idea that uh, everywhere there's a like for a uh, pedestrian there are shelter everywhere, so it's like 
even like even though like Singapore is a very like it rains a lot quite often, but uh, I barely bring my umbrella out because like it is so convenient and just uh working through the like the pedestrian and because that is all shop there so even though like i didn't bring, bring my umbrella out it's still like, i'm still dry when i uh come back to like what where i stayed so i really like it is very pedestrian friendly to, to uh in singapore and uh i really enjoy the time that i just walked in the midnight or just very late in the night that um like I walk along and it just like kind of in I really enjoy that kind of uh peace and just enjoying the time that we with me along. Yeah, okay. So I think you sort of touched upon what I wanted to ask about, but with the shelter and the pedestrian um you know structures in Singapore. But um, what is there any one quality of Singapore that's distinct from Taiwan that you are that you that that you like? Uh, I think the fact that I actually I feel like uh, between the road and the I maybe the story on just the flash where where the pedestrian walks there like always like trees between them. So I actually like the idea that because like because in Taiwan many, many places are the, the the road and the, the building are like just next to each other. So sometimes it's actually like even sometimes it's dangerous, like because it's very close to each other and maybe like uh and also the 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 paperwork for the pedestrian is very narrow. So sometimes like the we we might even need to like walk on the that actual road yeah. and yeah so I think uh for city design like Singapore is definitely like one of the best in even in the world so I really like the idea that uh it's very uh and actually we we can see trees everywhere I think that's quite nice <laughs> okay, that's so interesting I think as a Singaporean we don't really pay a lot of attention to that right Douglas and Matthew <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's something that, that we take for granted very often. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I, I, I can go next. So, um, you know, I have, I, I heard that in Taiwan, like the older generation, that there's a, like a rift between the older generation and the younger generation. So I heard that, um, you know, the older generation of Taiwanese um, identify more as um, mainland Chinese and the younger generation of Taiwanese have identify with a more like unique Taiwanese identity. So do you think that's the case? And what do you feel about yourself? Oh, that's a spicy one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is it okay to share my own opinion here? Right? <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, that actually, like, my family, that my my dad is like he very. He believes he's in he's a Chinese very firmly, but I think it's not it's different from what the uh right now the men in China which which is ruled by CCP. And uh so it is very complicated history and like even right now I, I'm not really confident that I can share very uh like where around the story or just every detail that 
because there are so many things happening, especially in the last few years. So um, I think just uh, simply answer the question that, yes, there are kind of this kind of difference, right? So uh, I think in 2020, there's a, a presidential election uh, in Taiwan. So that's a very big, big deal, like every four years. So uh, actually, like in my family, like my parents are uh, supported by the party that is more leaning towards the uh, kind of a unification. And uh, and another party is like, of course, that uh, see Taiwan as an individual country. So, and, uh, well, that's very political, but anyway, this is it. Uh, uh, so by the country, which is, the, the party which is like uh, leaning more towards the unification is that uh, because the younger generation feel like the party is like uh, because since they like leaning towards the unification, they also have a lot of uh, kind of related to the mainland China and seeing what's happening in Hong Kong. I'm not sure if you uh, if you guys know the uh, anti. Uh, what's the word? Uh, but you, you know, there's a, pro, a very big problem there. So uh, seeing what's happening here that we make our younger generation for life, uh, it is not by uh, being independent is the way we should go. So yeah, by as a part of the younger generation, it's not, uh, okay, this is not how you should say, but like right now as, as Taiwanese, for myself that I, I definitely um, will recognize myself as Taiwanese rather than uh, a Chinese, like, even though we share a very similar culture. And uh, to be honest, like, in the near future, we still ha probably have these arguments like, going on and on and on. But uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to it, like, uh, whether like, in my in my lifetime, you know, if I see that Taiwan become like recognized by the other, because right now it's like Taiwan is not in the uh, United Nation because it is not recognized by, uh, mostly because it is not recognized by mainland China. So it's like kind of rejected from most of the international organization. So I'm just looking forward to it, even though right now the situation for us is quite, uh, quite hard, but um, I'm really looking forward to the day that uh, we become the officially recognized independent country. Yeah. Hope it's not too. Uh, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> good. It's good. This, good. Thing, this, is the, this is what the show is for, anyway. The juicy yeah, yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I, maybe I take down the the the. the the juiciness down a notch so like <laughs> as you said like um yeah unfortunately we all live in a zoom university world and i'm pretty sure your entire university has been mainly zoom or even very yeah, minimal yeah. physical classes so how do you go about like making like new friends especially in like like you know you're not very familiar with the place and you know the locals and yeah as such oh is that really hard because like uh because when doing Lecture too soon is like it's basically impossible to know new people. I even even though we uh you might have a group of the uh, uh classmates that you're doing a project throughout the semester, but 
most of the time we even meet online. So it's like it doesn't make any difference at all. Yeah, uh, other than uh, you know, uh, this guy is really good at writing essay kind of thing. But it's just like really hard to make difference. But uh, I think what uh, I met a lot of um, very friendly people here in Cap, so in in my dorm. So uh, I think even though it's quite hard to make difference in the faculty, like within the faculty because all the lectures are online. But uh, I think I met quite as well, like many good friends as well in here in Cap. So I really appreciate that. Okay, so, um, you know, talking about Singapore, um, is there any food, local food from Singapore that you really like? Oh, okay. I heard the previous episode, like, <laughs> one of the audience said that chicken rice but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think for me it's the chocolate I'm not sure if I pronounced it right yeah but uh, I, I tried one thing to follow oh, it's, it's very very impressive and uh, another one is probably the laksa okay yeah the laksa and actually they are quite Many that I really like and mala, even though I can only take the uh, xiao la, the small, like the little spicy one. <laughs> but I really enjoy the uh, the kind of uh, dish that you share with your friend. Or you, actually, you can eat alone as well. And I enjoy that a lot. So the next dish that I want to try is carrot cake. Right? Because we also have carrot cake in Taiwan, but I think the uh, the way that we cook it is very different here. So I actually really want to try it. Okay. And, um, you know, we ask every guest this question, but so have you tried durian and what's yes. your... Oh. oh, okay. So uh, we also have durians in Thailand, but I think it's not as common as here. So I remember when I first tried it is when I was still six or something. That like visited my dad in the military. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know why. Why I remember it so clearly, but anyway, like uh, that's my first experience of uh, having durians, and I remember it, I hate the smell <laughs> because it is so strong. But like as a like little kid, I just I I don't understand why the fruit can be so strong because like usually I just eat banana or apples, which is like very mild. But compared to durians, but uh, I, that's definitely a very like leave a very strong impression for me. But uh, like actually, like after the first experience, that there are many years that I'm too afraid to tr actually try it because <laughs> the impression is so strong that I actually prefer me from uh, trying again. But uh, actually, after I uh, came to Singapore, I tried a couple of times. Uh, I didn't say I hate it, but sometimes this it's just so strong, like it is like exploding the flavor in, inside your mouth. But uh, I need to like uh, take a pause and then maybe drink some water or milk to like <laughs> ease a bit. But uh, I would say I hate it now. But uh, if if I'm going to like uh, just buy a durian by myself, probably not. But if somebody shared it with me, then yes, I would try that. Yes, I would eat. Yeah. Wait, have you tried the durian milk tea? Durian milk tea? There is durian what? milk tea in Singapore and durian smoothie in Singapore. 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. It's good. Oh. <laughs> no smell. No smell. I, I like to eat durians, but even I yeah. wouldn't venture into that realm. I tried. Wait, so so no smell and what's the point? It's it's it's, it's a pleasant smell. It's like having a durian dessert. So the smell oh. isn't overpowering. But it's milk tea, so <laughs> like I heard that like somewhere is selling like the fried deep fried durian. Yeah, deep fried durian. Yeah, I haven't tried it. I usually want to try it. But I'm not so sure if I, I would like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe just a, a final question to round off. Um you know I'm sure that um you must I mean, you've described Taiwan in very positive terms. I'm sure that um, you must have some feelings of, of um, homesickness, perhaps. Do you think that after you graduate, you will continue working and staying in Singapore? Or will you go back to Taiwan? Or will you, you know, go somewhere else? Oh, so for me, that, and also many other international students, that we can choose to, uh, whether to sign a tuition grant, is I an agreement with the Singapore MOE, I think. Yeah, so it's like we have a subsidy in every year's uh, tuition fee. And uh, in return, we need to work in a Singapore registered country for three years. So yeah, I also signed that uh, agreement, the tuition grant. So uh, I have to work. I think it's not necessarily in Singapore, but most of the company that registered in Singapore is in Singapore. So uh, so I probably stay here for uh, three years after I graduate. But um, whether I will go back to Taiwan or not, I think in some stage of my life, definitely I will go back. But I'm not like right now. I'm not so sure where, when, or isn't like right after the three years of working. I'm not so sure. Not so sure because uh, that will be seven years in Singapore. Like, so I'm not sure if I will change my uh, decision or not. But right now, I will say that I really enjoyed the time in Singapore. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Anthony. It was really, really interesting talking to you. But unfortunately, we have come to the end of the show. So um, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having another guest with us next week. See you everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.